Shooting Podcast, episode 28, man. Here we are. I'm on my podcast game. Let's just call it what it is. Your boy's on top of it. And uh, and I don't I don't know what else I don't know what else to say other than I'm on top of my podcast game. My shoulders are getting bigger, and somehow uh, my chest is catching up. So uh, you know, <sighs> things are looking pretty good. Um, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm not in the mood to do a podcast, and or not not that I'm not in the mood, but like it's like one of those things. What am I going to talk about? Because I I'm not. I don't want to write everything down. I, I just like to just go off the top. It just it just flows for me that way. It's the way it's the way I operate. Now, um, I decided I was going to do one because I was inspired by a client of mine today. Um, that made me inspired by many of my clients, in which I wanted to to talk about. And I was I was really pumped about it. And uh, and then I went to Chipotle for for lunch, and I was so excited to go to Chipotle because I love Chipotle. I, when Chipotle first opened, I was at Chipotle two times a day at minimum, sometimes three. Uh, that's how much that's how much I liked it. Like when it first came about, when it first burst onto the scene, as they say. But anyway, so I, I've this is related, but I've said in the past, if you want to buy a pair of Jordans, you should have to submit to some type of. Uh, Proof of skill, uh, POS, if you will, and um, and what I mean by that is, if you want to get a Jordan numbered from one to sixteen, in my opinion, uh, I think the sixteen is a very underrated Jordan. But if you want to get a Jordan numbered one to sixteen, you get five attempts. I don't know what I said in the past, but this is the new. This is the new way. You get five attempts to make three free throws. Three out of five. Okay, you make three out of five. The shoes are yours. You can pay for them. You can wear them proudly. You don't make three out of five. You don't deserve to walk around in them. I stand by that. I will. Uh, I, I. I will start some type of online petition, and um, and we'll we'll go that route. So, what I what I, I say that because see Chipotle, depending on the Chipotle you're at, they can be super super efficient, or they can they can really test your patience and. I've, so I've been to some Chipotle's. I was at this Chipotle once in downtown Chicago, and there was a line of like forty people. And I said, "Now, ah, why? You know, what else am I going to get? I'm in Chicago. It's not like there's good restaurants there." Sarcasm. And I was like, "I'll just wait in line." Forty, no joke, like forty people. The, the The line was out the door, and I was in that line for less than ten minutes. And that's how efficient they were. Now, I say that because I walked into this Chipotle today in slow old West Deptford, New Jersey. And I walked in and there was one person in front of me. And I thought to myself, oh, this is wonderful. One person's in front of me. This is going to go swimmingly. I'll be in and out in no time. Well, what happened was that person in front of me ordered three bowls. Now, they have online ordering now. I think that if you are ordering anything more than one item, use the online ordering and go pick it up. If you're ordering just one thing for yourself, walk in, have them make it for you, and you're on your way. But the fact that you're going in and ordering three bowls, I've seen people do this many times, three bowls, five bowls. Why? I just, just do it online. It'd be so much easier. It'd be so much easier to go in and pick it up. And now it makes everything else get backed up. 
I was waiting in line forever. The person that was making it could have been a little bit quicker. And then, but shout out to the girl that was at the cash register. I think she saw it. She was like, oh, this is, this is unacceptable. And then she came, she, she finally came through and then she made my bowl in record time because I get the same thing every single time. It's very easy to go through there. Um, but just like, I think that you have to make three out of five free throws. I also think that it'd be, uh, it'd be most beneficial for all those Chipotle lovers that if you have to order more than one thing, you now have to do so online uh, I just think, you know, let's, let's make the world a happier place. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's do that. So, but that's how we're going to kick it off. But I was, it's not that I'm in a bad, I'm not in a bad, bad, bad mood about it. It's not, it's not that big of a deal, but it was, you know, I just keep seeing it, it just keeps happening. If I walk in there and there's one person in front of me, I should be in and out. That's all I'm saying. Should be in and out. Shouldn't be a long, shouldn't be a big thing. Should not be a big thing. Also, <coughs> excuse me. This particular Chipotle, one last thing. Uh, I was one of the first customers there a couple weeks ago. And I walked in and then I said, hey, uh, I would like some chips and guac. And they said, oh, we're out of guac. And I said, but I'm the first person here. <laughs> How? Oh, I said, I, I, I said, I, I said, oh, I'm the first person here. And then I said, oh, I thought I was in Chipotle. And we both had a weird. We we both looked at each other, kind of kind of strange. And then, um, kind of a dumb story. But Max Struess played for the Heat. He posted this picture on his uh, IG story, and his bowl was like just guacamole. And I messaged him. And I said, "Oh, that's where it went." Really, no no context there. Anyway, um, so yeah, so they were out of they were out of guac. And then when this time I went, they said, "Hey, we don't have any black beans." And I and you know. What are we doing? It's it's lunchtime. I just don't I just don't get it. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about today. Although now we spent a pretty good amount of time talking about it because you never know what you're going to get with the Keep Shooting podcast. Um, and in perfect timing, I swear. So my dog, every time I do this, she starts out downstairs, and then I get about five to ten minutes into the podcast. And I think I'm going to get nothing but silence upstairs. I'm sitting at the kitchen table, which is my new podcast studio. And then I just hear her come up snorting. And I know she's going to make noise. I know she's going to start barking at people. And it's just, it's part of the podcast now. And that's just, and that's wonderful. That's, all right. Anyway, um, here she comes. You hear Pitter patter. Unreal. She's going to go over here and start getting on her back. And you're good. Oh my goodness gracious! Anyway, um, clockwork, clockwork. It's like it's like my voice invokes something in her to say, "Hey, let's go sabotage this podcast because that'd be great." Ruby, hey, hey. All right. Anyway, how I started this was in saying that sometimes I do these podcasts and I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about, or I. I I like to like hold on to a certain theme and then just go from there. And I think that that's kind of, it's just like a free flowing conversation. Now, I've promised this in the past real quick. I'm going to promise it again because I've now confirmed Bobby White will be on the podcast next week. Okay. He will be on the podcast. He's going to come to town. We're going to sit down and we're just going to talk like some good old buddies. Now, I'm worried for him because I think that I'm so much better looking than him. He's going to have a hard time being himself and that's okay. You know what I mean? I'm a good conversationalist. I don't know if that's a word, but we'll we'll make it happen. But no, I, I'm really excited to have Bobby on. I think um, I think it's going to be great. 
from the personal aspect and everything that he does with basketball training and physical fitness and all that kind of stuff. I just said physical fitness. I'm 70. And I just think it will be great. So he will be on the podcast next week. We're going to do it. And then um, Jalon Bransford will be on the podcast after him. We're setting that up. I want to have more and more guests on. I'm going to have Rob on again and in, in, in kind of maybe some longer stuff, you know, maybe an hour, two hours, who knows, you know, uh, this podcast in terms of its, in terms of its, this podcast is in diapers is basically what I'm saying. Anyway, back to <laughs> why we're here. I've worked with a lot of players to this point, and it's been an absolute blessing, and I would never have been able to do so without the internet. And I've done now virtual coaching, in my opinion, the best way I know how in terms of being able to have an open dialogue, this open form of communication between myself and the player, myself, the player, the parent, myself, my player, the coach. And it's this, it's very, it's this very rich learning atmosphere in which we're, uh, we're bouncing ideas off of each other. We're going over progressions. I saw this. Well, I saw this. Well, I felt this. Okay, then try this. And it just proves to me just that you know shooting in particular can be a very a very intricate thing, a very detailed thing. And if we're not catering it to the individual, um, a lot can get lost in translation. But I've been so lucky to to work with such great players and coaches and parents. And sometimes things happen where it's like it's it's um, I don't even I don't know how to it, it it doesn't feel real sometimes knowing the impact you can have on somebody, but even more importantly than that, seeing them start to come around to this belief in themselves. And I don't know if there's a better feeling as a teacher than that. So in one of Russell Brunson's books, I think it was dot com secrets, and I may have talked about this before, but he he, uh, I'll, I'll say it again real quick. He talks about being able to identify your dream customer. And in the long run, if you could just have those types of dream customers, even if it wasn't as many, you know, your life would be incredible because you're not going to deal with the headache associated with some others. And I definitely have some that are some people that are just dream clients in that they approach things in a way that's that we just jo- like we just gel like it's just this it's this connection in which they trust me I trust them and everything everything works from there and I've had now a few players that have been within the subscription itself and have been so dedicated to their progress that the leaps that they've taken have been they're insane to me. They're insane to me. And these kids aren't kids that have any type of national recognition. They're not. Some of these kids didn't even start on their high school team. A lot of these kids are going into their first or second year in college. But they're going in with this brand new skill set. And... They've now, I've, I've, with a bunch of them, they've, they've come to see me in person. So we transitioned from strictly virtual to then working in person, which is a really, really cool thing because then we can get into stuff and everybody knows the terminology already. And it's kind of just, you know, we just hit the ground running. 
and I watch what they do, and I watch the improvements that they've made, and I can I can almost see them going through things in a way that's like, you know what I mean? Like you, you see the system and the process that you put in place start to run through them as they're doing things, and they're just knocking down shots and 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 knowing where they were, like a year ago is so amazing to me and we we're in a time and I know like I don't want to get like everybody says it but it's true we're we're in a time where everything's a competition for your attention and it's well documented that our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter so what's what what's able to draw us in and and make make us feel like we're connected to something you know has now been boiled down into who can create the most eye-catching 15-second clip and then go do it again. And in a world where that's taking precedence, and I understand it and I get it, I want to talk, I'm going to talk a little bit more about my approach with some of that stuff later on. But I, I get it, I understand it, and we we want to label. I think we always want to we always want to label kids as not being fully attached to the process of things. But with me on the shooting side, if you're not fully attached to the shooting, the, the process of it, you're never going to succeed at it. Like there's no magic pill in it. It's just about showing up and doing the work every damn day. And I just get to see so many players who completely reject this idea of Everybody's just everybody's just short short attention span can't concentrate on something because I watch them put in work every single day and embrace the learning the struggle all of it and what that does for them yeah yeah it's amazing in terms of the uh, the progress that they're going to make on the basketball court and now now stepping onto a court where you're labeled as a shooter, which they've never been labeled before, which comes with its own, which comes with its own its own thing, right? Like you're now everybody's looking at you as a shooter. You've never been in the mindset of 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 doing that. So now that's now now you're now there's even more to uncover, more to unpack, right? But more than that, more than gaining this skill set, more than making me beyond proud of them is they're learning things about life in general through this game that's going to benefit them forever, right? It's just proof to me that if we just spend time with something, a really committed amount of time to something, and it's not just the time spent, but it's also the willingness to go deeper into our understanding of what it is, what we can accomplish is insane, man. It's just it's just having to show up every day, make sure that the information that you're getting is the right information, and then run with it and put in the work every day. You hear people say it all the time, 1% better, 1% better. And it sounds like such a simple thing, but like I get to I get to see it and I get to see how these kids grow. I get to see how they grow both on the court with their skill set then mentally, how they attach to things. Now they're reading books. They're, and I'm like, and I tell them, I'm like, yo, you're so far ahead of where I was. Like, you're 19. 
you're 19 years old, reading books, taking in this information, dedicating yourself to this sport that you don't know where it's going to take you, but you now know, hey, if I put in the work, something's going to come of it. And I just think that's so valuable, man. I just think it's it's players that many of you will never, ever hear of inspire me every day to do what I do. Give me any player. Don't Just give me somebody that wants to learn, and I'm happy, man. I could not be happier. I don't care what their name is. I don't care where they play. I don't care. It means nothing to me. I just want somebody who's willing to put in the time and understand that their development on the basketball court can start to seep into their development as a human being, watch their confidence grow. All of it. All of it is just so darn incredible to me. And that's what I that's what I wanted to say. It just I I just I I I uh I have moments where because of social media being what it is, I have moments where I just don't want to do that anymore. Like I have moments where I'm like, man, I don't want to I just don't want to be on it. I don't want to be associated with it. But at the same time, you have these these interactions and these meetings and these relationships that are built and the good side of it has brought so much awesome things into my life and hopefully my players can say the same thing on their end. And so it's like this necessary, you know, it needs, it's, it's, it's there and I, and, and, and I get it, but I just see, I, I just see so much stuff on it. That's like, ugh, this is just, what are we doing? And I, and I, I know everybody's going towards shorter and shorter and shorter. And I think I just want to go to longer and longer. I, I just think I want to put out the long, longer form, longer content because it, I think what, and now I'm just getting into my own personal stuff, but like I watch some things and we, we have to disassociate a following or, uh, or likes or views with it being something that's good, right? Something that's worthy of your attention. And that's where things get a, and that's where things get a little bit difficult. Um, and how good is something really going to be that's boiled down into 10, 20 seconds, right? Uh, it's just, it's just, it's just one of those things. And I think if you're, if, if you're somebody that wants to make a living off of it in terms of being able to teach and really have the impact, you're going to have to be able to do so much more than 20 second pieces of content because eventually there's going to be a player, a parent, a coach, a team, an organization in front of you saying we're here to learn from you now how do we do this and now you and now you have to perform that way so i get the attention aspect of it in in terms of bringing things and i'll always do short stuff as well right but since we have the ability to still create the long form stuff we have the ability to post it even if nobody watches it through you doing that stuff, through you doing the longer the longer content, um, you're going to develop skills that you otherwise wouldn't be able to, to do with the short stuff in terms of just speaking, in terms of camera presence, in terms of presence in general. 
all that stuff can be really, really beneficial. So I think that I think that that's where I want to go with everything. I want to go just just longer and longer form. Um, obviously, short stuff sprinkled in, but I just want to do more of that, uh, more podcasting, uh, longer like IGTV videos, YouTube videos, all that kind of stuff. Because I just feel like everybody's going away from it. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll lean into it, which could be you know a complete mistake. But um, just like with shooting, like I, it's the long game, man. It's the process to it, and uh, the more you can communicate it, the longer you can do it. The more you understand, the better off you're going to be. And that's that's how I, I really feel about this. The last thing that was kind of on my mind, and I uh, I might I may do a poor job at breaking this down, but I've talked about creation uh, versus competition before, and it's such an interesting concept to me because I know people are like, I love to compete, I love to compete. And I think you know a lot of us do, especially if you're in, in any type of sport. We we love that that idea of competition. But I was listening to Michael Dell, the the the, uh, the founder of Dell Dell Computers, speak on the Tim Ferriss podcast, and he said something that was very interesting to me in terms of competition versus creation. And 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 in that he was like, you know, I I love I do like competing. You know, I, I really do like competing, but I like creating even more. And he he took that to uh, more customer based type stuff. But I'm going to tell you where I'm going to I'm, I'm going to take it just from a creation versus competitive mindset um, and then tie in some of what he said into it. But I've said in the past, when you watch some of the greatest players of all time, I got this feeling when I first watched Kobe Bryant in person. The first time I saw Kobe in person, he was on a, it was part of the Kobe Shaq Lakers and they were playing the Sixers. And I remember watching Kobe play and feeling like he was just playing a different game than everybody else. And you've heard you've heard people say that often about players. It's like, oh, he's you know he's in a different world. But I truly believe that those players, while they are incredible competitors, um, I think they're even more of creators, right? They're 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 starting to put their mark on a game in the way that only they know how, right? And they're out there creating these opportunities for themselves in which no one else really can. And I think that's really interesting way to look at things because on the business side, uh, whatever you're doing, uh, you know, whatever you're trying to get better at or, or make your name in, there's always going to be that idea of, of the competition, right? I got to be better than him. I got to be better than her, right? And the, the only problem with that is that for a lot of what we're doing, there is no, there is no Larry O'Brien trophy, Right there's no one that's going to hand you a trophy at the end of the day that says, "Oh, you're better than that person." Here's your here's your trophy. Here's your medal, and that's just the way it is. So, what happens is if you're locked into that competitive mindset all the time about what you do versus what somebody else does, everything is going to surround you one-upping that person or you one-upping a few people. And while that can be powerful in a way and and, and very you know make you continue to to keep you driven. It also can be very limiting, and it can be limiting in the fact that what you perceive as your competition might not be that great of competition. So what I mean by that is, and this is where, and this is a point that Dell made, what I mean by that is you may be looking around thinking, oh, that's my competition, that's my competition, I just have to do better than them, but who's to say they're good at what they do to begin with. Who's to say they're top notch? And why are you competing with them? 
And when you only lock yourself into this focus on a certain group or a person or anything, well, you're just trying to better that person. You're not really stepping into your true potential of whatever it is you can do. And I think that's where, you know, the idea of of kind of our, our limitless ability, you know, we can only be limitless in what we do if we're truly in a creative place and not seeing anybody else as, as competition, but, but rather just seeing everything as possible and just focusing on what it is that you do that will allow you to get better and you to reach heights that maybe you never thought you could reach. But if you're always in that competitive mindset and you're always in that, that mode of comparison, you're only going to be focused on getting just a little bit better than that other group or that other person. Whereas you could separate yourself entirely because you're going to go in a completely different direction, all based on your whatever your creative instinct could be with it, right? I just thought that was an interesting thing, and I, I thought I thought it was it was very powerful because we're often in these modes of of comparison, and it's like that old saying, "Comparison is the thief of joy," and I think it's I think it's spot on, you know. So create versus compete. I'm going to take create all day. Um, and I have to try to, you know, I'm human. And I got to remind myself of that as well. Anyway, there we are. Uh, that's going to be the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, recording some more next week. Like I said, I'm on it. I'm on it. Um, I appreciate everybody who reaches out after watching the podcast and tells me they liked it and all that kind of stuff. Makes my heart feel good. Really appreciate it. So until next time, everybody. Uh, Thank you for listening and keep shooting.